Okay, let's get started with Parshas B'chukosai, Tavshin Ayin Aleph, Farf Hashem back in uh, Eretz Yisrael. It's wonderful to see all of those uh, listeners out there that I got to see over the past couple of days. And uh, now we are back in B'chukosai. So, two thoughts related to the first, the first Chazal, which we are all familiar with. Let's just read it again to get it on the table, and uh, then we will have two thoughts related. B'chukosai Tilechu, if you walk in my ways, as Mitzvosai Tishmoru Va'asisem Osam. And you will follow my mitzvos and do them. So Chazal already pick up on the fact that the first two phrases in the parsha seem to be somewhat repetitive. If you walk in my ways and you follow my mitzvos, isn't walking in God's ways following His mitzvos? So what is the connection between? What is the difference between the two phrases? So Rashi says Yochol Zekia Mitzvos. One might think that Bechukosei Tilechu is the fulfillment of the mitzvos. Kshu Omeris Mitzvosei Tishmoru Harikia Mitzvos Amor. The second phrase means that. What is the added phrase? Hard work. You should have hard work in Torah. That is the Chazal that we are familiar with. So, two thoughts related to, to Amelus uh, Torah. One from the Gemara Boabas, from Bamatsia, and one uh, we'll see in another thought. Let's see the Gemara Bamatsia. Fascinating Gemara. Many familiar with it, but uh, we're going to see it inside. This is the origins of the Rabbi Yochanan Reish Lakish relationship. And not just the oranges of the relationship, but really the, the end of the relationship. This Gemara captures it all in the story. Fascinating Gemara. Yom Achad, Rabbi Yochanan One day, Rabbi Yochanan was swimming in the river. Chazia Reish Lakish. He saw Reish Lakish. V'shavar Liyardana Basrei. Right, and they were both swimming now in the river. Amar so he sees Reish Lakish. Reish Lakish is a very strong-looking person. He says, you should devote your strength to Torah. You would be an awesome Torah scholar. Chelech la'oraisa. Reish Lakish, who was a bandit at the time, was not, uh, not on the derech, so to speak. He says, Rabbi Yochanan, who was a very handsome guy, he says, your beauty should be for the women. You tell me my strength should be for Torah, your beauty should be for women. Amar Rabbi Yochanan says, you think I'm handsome? If you're choser bo, if you do tshuva, I have a sister that's even more beautiful than I am, says Rabbi Yochanan to Reish Lakish. Reish Lakish, at that moment, was Makabel. We're not going to get into the Shalol Lishma Kabbalah here, but Kabbalah, he accepted the yoke of Torah. I didn't give you the Rashi, but the second that he said the yoke of Torah, he, he had no strength for anything else in life because he, he was totally now connected and committed to Torah. So he could he even had difficulty getting out of the water. Okay, and he became Reish Lakish, as we know him. One time there was a discussion, there was a machlokis in the base Medrash about certain types of kalim. Are they considered kalim? Are they not considered kalim? It's only something that is a kli, a vessel. Halachically, is makabal tumah. They were discussing different types of weapons. Hasayif, hasakin, swords and spears. It's a machlokis when their, their process of making them is, was finished. Me'emasayifakabalun tumah, line 5. When are they finished being, when are they, the process is finished? Mishazkamar malachton. When the process is finished, what is the last stage of the process of making a spear or making a sword? When you put it in the kiln, that's the last stage, that's when it's, it's ready to be used. 
Reish Lakish Amar, Misha Yitzach Tzachan Bamayim. Reish Lakish says, when you shine them with water afterwards. Amar Leh. Reb Yochanan and Reish Lakish are arguing about what the final stage of processing of a sword is. Says the Gemara. Amar Leh. Lista'a. Belistiyusei Yada. Reb Yochanan makes a sarcastic comment to Reish Lakish, oh, you know, you must know how the uh, swords are made because, you know, that's where you're from. Right? You know swords because you used to be a swordsman. Omar Lay, so Reish Lakish says to Rabbi Yochanan, Umayahanisli, all of a sudden he says, What good was it for me to, to become a Balchuva? Hasam Rabbi Karili, Hacha Rabbi Karili. They call me, I was, I was the master of the Ganavim, I was the master in the base Medrash. So he was so all upset by the comment Rabbi Yochanan said, All of a sudden Rabbi Yochanan realizes his comment. He says, no, no, no. You're nichnas close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Obviously you're unbelievable now. But it was already too late. Rabbi Yochanan was very upset and depressed that he caused such, such pain. It was really an Isidara Right, Onaz Dvarim. We're not allowed to remind somebody of their of their sully past. So he was very upset. Chalash Reish Lakish. Reish Lakish got sick because he was so he felt so terrible. Asoy Achse Kabachye. Reish Lakish's wife came to Rav Yochanan, his sister, tried to cry. Davin for my husband. Amrle Asebishvil Bni. Do for my son. Amrle Azach Yusomech Ani Achia Asebishvil Amunusi. Right, I'm going to become an Amman if he doesn't get better. The children are going to become Yisomim. And ultimately, it did not help. Line 9, Noach Nafshei Dereb Shemim Ben Lakish. Reish Lakish died. Based on the incident, he was heartbroken. And he couldn't, he couldn't continue. He, did, he thought that his life was, was worthless. If this is what Rabbi Yochanan said to him. And Rabbi Yochanan was in tremendous pain. He didn't know what to do with himself. Who could we send? And this is where it's going to get connected to our parsha. Who could we send to help Rabbi Yochanan? Who could we send to help him have Yishev Adas? Nezor, Blazar ben Pedas, the Bechad ben Shmaiti. Let's send Rabbi Lazar, who is so sharp, he's so on the ball, he's so charif. Let's send him. So also Yosef Kamei. So he sent Rabbi Lazar ben Pedas, who was the sharpest of the generation. Every single time Rabbi Yochanan says something in Shir, he says, that's great, I have a brysa that supports you. I have a mishnah that supports you. Every time Rabbi Yochanan said something, Rabbi Lazar stood up and said, I can, I can prove, I can support your taina, I can support your shita. Omar said Rabbi Yochanan, you, you think you, oh, you hold a candle to Rish Lakish. Lakisha. By Lakisha, ki have Amina Mil. So whenever I said anything in front of Reish Lakish, Havi Makshili Estrin Va'arba Kushesa, he asked me 24 kashas on every statement that I said. Umafriknole, Estrin Va'arba Pruke, and then he came up with 24 answers to the questions. Umamela Rav And through that, through that, the Torah was whitened, literally. Rav Cheshmaitza, and the, and the, the MS was gone too. You think I'm interested in your proofs? You think I'm interested in, in hearing, oh, what you said is great. If I said it, I think I'm right. I don't need your support. If I said it, I know it. I'm right. Yes, there are kashas. I'm going to have to answer it. You don't have to bring me kashas. You don't have to bring me uh, rayas. 
So Habi Ka'ozil Vikaramane. Reb Yochanan goes and rips his clothing like he's in mourning, he's in Avelus. Vikabachi and he cries, Vyomar, Hecha at Barlakisha, Hecha at Barlakisha, where's my Chavrusa? Where's Reish Lakish? Vahavi Katsavach Adeshavdaite Minei. And he went crazy, he lost his mind. He was so upset, he, he, couldn't, he couldn't go on. Boy, Rabbanan Rachmeelei, Vinoach Nashe. The Rabbanan Davind, and he was Nifter. Many parts of this Gemara are, are full of messages, even just the last line. Somebody's in tremendous pain, you let a Davin that, that, they're, that should be Nifter. Right? They Davind, what they Davin? Did they Davin say he should have better and he was Nifter, or did they Davin otherwise? Not so clear from the last line of the Gemara. But this is the Gemara. What's one message of the Gemara that we could take for us, says Rav Sternbach? What's the goal of Talmud Torah? What's the goal of Talmud Torah? To come up with a great Chiddush? To come up with a great Svar that everybody be, would be wowed? What's the goal of Talmud Torah? Says Rav Sternbach is to get to the MS. That should be everybody's goal. And whenever somebody asks us a kasha on something that we said, we should be exhilarated. And we should be happy. And we should say, Baruch Hashem, there's a problem. We're going to answer the problem and we're going to get to the MS. Says of Sternbach in Torah number two, he quotes this Gemara. And he says on line nine, Divrei HaGemara kan me'irim b'derech limun chazal. This lights us up into what we're supposed to take with us. Shol haya ikr limudam k'de l'chadish chidushim v'limso l'dvar masmachta. The point of learning isn't just to come up with a chiddush and to find supports. That is, obviously, to come up with a chidushim, but then to go deeper and to try to find any potential problem and then come up with the answer. To get to the truth, that are clear. When they get to the MS, Sometimes you'll see a, a you see an achron who'll say after he comes up with a big chiddush and after he comes up with the kashas and the answers dvarim smechem kinesinas and misinai you see that line it, it, the things were as happy as what it was at Har Sinai because what was Har Sinai Har Sinai there was clarity of vision of understanding of the Torah Moshe Rabbeinu the greatest Rebbe that we ever had gave it to us each of us were makabel the Torah through our own sinar through our, through our own spiritual pipeline and there was no greater simcha at that stage. Says of Sternbach, what do you see in this Gemara? What gave Rabbi Yochanan Simcha? Not when everybody said, oh, what a great cheer. Rabbi Yochanan got Simcha when he was asked to Kasha and they had to figure out a Terence. Because that's Talmud Torah. It's the Amelus. Rabbi Yochanan wants a Sipa Bereish Lakish. Shekush Yosef, how you malab, no Simitzarvaz in Lakish. And when Reish Lakish died, Rabbi Yochanan couldn't handle it. Rabbi Yochanan, Yari Shem, I don't know if this is the MS. I don't know. I don't have my Chavrusa to fight with me in Torah. And he couldn't handle it. And he couldn't go on. What does this teach us? We have to try our hardest to push ourselves to understand. And if there's something that we don't understand, to try to figure it out and to ask our Rabbeim questions. Even if it's hard work, and even if we don't, we have to try to keep figuring it out and treat, treat, keep working hard. It's just parenthetically, whenever one does this Gemara, it's fascinating 
to think of the other Gemara in Brachas and Avdala that many are familiar with. Or Yochanan used to walk around with a bone of his tenth son. And we used to go and be Menachim people who went through Tsaris. This is the bone of my tenth son. I lost ten sons, Rabbi Yochanan used to say. Rabbi Yochanan was able to handle losing ten sons. But he couldn't handle losing his Chavrusa. Put the two Gemaras together. The personal tragedies he could handle. But the misora of carrying the torch on for Klal Yisrael, and maybe I'm not getting to the MS, that he couldn't handle. Personal tragedy versus national doubt of a, though the Messiah might be warped, that was much more painful for Rabbi Yochanan and that he couldn't, he couldn't handle. That Rav Sternbach says is Amelus Batorah. Mechukose Tilechu, Shetiu Amelam Okay. Moving right along, a thought related to Amelus. First two thoughts are related to Amelus that we have from Rav Dessler. It's a thought that many Mepharshim relate to, but Bethesda says it in his own way, and we will read his words. Source number three. It's from Chela Gimel. Ha'adam ha'amel b'dvar misuyam. If a person works hard in a certain area, why is amel so important? We spoke about it last year a little bit from, from the Lubavitcher Rebbe, why the parsha is named b'chukosai. Okay, we'll think, well, this is the last year's shir. But here we have another element. Ha'adam ha'amel b'dvar misuyam k'midas amalo miskashahu elav. Whenever we work hard in any area in life, we are connected to that area. The And the more we love something, the more we put our kishkas into something, anything in life. It could be a relationship. It could be a project. It could be, it could be a skill. Whatever we devote ourselves to. It could be a musical instrument. Whatever we devote ourselves to, it becomes part of us. And we're connected to that in a deep way. A person who, who pushes themselves to plant a tree, he starts loving the tree. Forget a gardener. A couple years ago, he planted some trees outside. So if somebody plants their own trees, that's... And then something happens to it, or you go outside and you see there's a blossom. It means much more because you're connected to it. A person's connected to what they do themselves. Mitzvah bo yosemi b'shlucho, but the bo you have much more of a feeling for than the shlucho. Ki al yedeshi because a person invested their strengths. Va'amalbo, ra'ohu be'etz chilek me'atzmo. I see a piece of me in that tree. I see a piece of me in whatever I invest in. I'm very proud of it. The more I put into it, the more I want to put into it. Because this is part of me. This is what Chazal tells us in Ba Metziah. In a totally different context. A person would rather have a little kav, one kav, of his own than nine kav from somebody else. Because it's much more meaningful to me when I have something of my own. Rashi says there, This applies to anything in life. It applies, obviously, to physical things like trees he was talking about. It applies to projects at work. Whatever we put our kishkas in, it applies to books. Whatever we do. says of death, it obviously applies to Torah as well. In Bidvar Gashmikach, if it applies to something in the physical realm, 
in the Ruchani, in the spiritual realm, it's for sure, Kachal Sha'amel Adam Yotu Lazakas Mala Ruchanis, the more that a person is Amel, Davaku Yotu Malazos. Achaho Fechas Lios Kinya Benafshu, it becomes part of him. Part of who he is, he reaches a certain level, the more hard work he puts into it, the more a teacher puts into preparing. We discussed the Gemara in the past in Masechah Erevin, where there was a great Rebbe, Rebbe Prado, who taught the same student 400 times because the student couldn't, couldn't, couldn't grasp it. And what does the Gemara say in the next line? He got, all, he got, he got 400 more years added onto his life. And he brought his old door to Olam Haba. What, he just taught something 400 times? No, because the Torah became so part of him that he became such a, a spiritually refined person because he had such a malus in the Torah. And we have to look no further than the first parak in Tehillim that David Amalek feels the need to teach us this. This message. How many chazals do we learn out from the first parak in Tehillim? Not only the first parak. Right at the beginning. Shani Nebuchadnezzar says Rav Dessler, Amar Rava, B'tchila Nikreis HaTorah Al Shmo Shalakadosh Baruch Hu B'sof Nikreis Al Shmo When Torah was first created, Torah was one of the seven things that the Gemara says in Sachem were created before the world was created. It belonged to God. Hashem was the blueprint for the world. But the second that each of us learn Torah, it becomes part of us. And we're Kona. Where do you know that from? Hashem gives it to us, He lets us acquire it. You get it from the Pasuk in Tehillim. Ki Hashem It starts off as Torah Hashem. But right when there's Yegiah, right when there's Yegiah, then all of a sudden it becomes it becomes personally connected, as the Gemara says in Avodah Zarah, to the person. Turning over, says Rav Desler, Adam Most of the great, most of our, our role models, even in this era, but we think back to the generations, the greatest teachers that we had were probably not only, they could have been, but not only the ones that were the smartest and the greatest transmitters of Torah, but they were the ones that were most nefesh the most and the ones that worked the hardest. Those are the ones that were kona the Torah the most and those are the ones that we look up to. Says Rav Dessler on top, Torah Limuda, Vahogeh B'Torah, Yom Avalayla, Nasis HaTorah, Kinya B'Nafshu, becomes part of them. Achim Amali says, Kol Tochen Chayav. And until it fills his whole life, it is Nikri's Torah Al Shmo. That's B'chukose Telechu, that's the first parakeet to Hillim, and that's even, says Rav Dessler, quoting the Taz, that's the bracha we say every morning. Every morning we say Birchas HaTorah. What's the language of Birchas HaTorah? Asher Lilmo Torah? doesn't say that. How do we capture the essence of what we're supposed to do in Limad HaTorah? In connecting ourselves? It doesn't say that. It uses a more inclusive Lashon. Says the Taz. In line 16. He quotes this in the context of La, there's a quote, and he quotes it in the, in the continuation. I'll just ask us the question first. La'asop with Divrei Torah. What is la'asop? It's a larger, it's a larger verb, more inclusive verb than lilmod. Says the Taz, based on the Gemara as well in the Dharm, that says, you know, one of the reasons that the Beis English was destroyed was that they didn't make Birchas Torah. They didn't say Birchas Torah. What does that mean? The message of Birchas Torah. What's the message of Birchas Torah? Says the Taz. La'asop with Divrei Torah. It's not just the learning. But it's the hard work that is involved. Line, tw- line 20. Somebody who pushes themselves. 
That's why we're given the Torah. And that's what it means, skip two lines. Our avod is not just to dedicate ourselves to Talmud Torah, but to work hard in Talmud Torah. When we're tired, when we have a commitment, when we have a chavrusa and we're really not in the mood, when we're in the mood to do something else, when something else is pulling us and we steal extra time for it, that's, that's our commitment. That's what it means to have a commitment to Talmud Torah. And the more we're committed to it, says Reb Dessler, the more it's going to connect to us. So he says on line 30, Kamochein, Bekinyin Ma'alas HaMitzvah, Zochim Aidei Mesiris Va'amel. Now we expand that, even Batorah, any mitzvah. Or our life. You know, many of us throughout the day, we're not involved. Baruch Hashem, hopefully we have a Seder in the morning, Seder at night. But most of the day we're involved in mitzvahs. It's the same idea, says Rav Dessler. It applies, A, to anything in life. B, step B is Talmud Torah. Step C is mitzvahs. Whatever we dedicate, whatever we push ourselves in, whatever we dedicate, right, just now, in Yon Diola, how much amelis there is, are all the kids are gathering firewood. All over for weeks and weeks and weeks. That Medura on, on Lagba Omer is going to mean so much to the children. Who get, why? Because they put so much effort into it. I, wonder, I don't know if that's a mitzvah, but it's uh, connected to, to something. But uh, it's a topic of a separate shear. Uh, but whatever, whatever we dedicate ourselves throughout the day. So says Reb Dessler. Amr Azal, he quotes, this applies to all mitzvahs. And that's even a deeper pshat of schar mitzvah, mitzvah, v'schar avera, avera, the more we, the more we put into a mitzvah, the more it's connected to us, the more amelus we would have with it. Okay. And he says the same thing by Averis as well, just turning over, finishing up. Whatever we do, it should be for the positive, but he says at the end, line 26, HaTorah Gilsa Lanu, Sha'aliyah Efsharis Rakai De Amel. We work hard in life. What do we work hard in? It's our choice. But we have to work hard in Torah and in mitzvahs, and in that way it will become part of us, and we will be able to go up the spiritual ladder with it. We can reach the heavens, as Hashem showed Yaakov Avinu. But it takes hard work. It takes not sleeping for, for years and years, like Yaakov Avinu didn't sleep. That's the ladder, and that's what we have to realize as we get to Parshas B'chukosai, which is always a couple of weeks before Shavuos. Okay, moving right along. A question that we've dealt with in the past, uh, but now we're going to have it's an answer given in a different way. Perachavav pasig membeis. Towards the end of the tochacha, which is uh, the major quantitative portion of this week's parsha, after all of the towards the end, the pasig says in pasig membeis, "V'zacharti es brisi Yaakov." I will remember the bris of the covenant of Yaakov. Avis brisi Yisroch, avis brisi Avram Ezker. Baharetz Ezker. Remember Yaakov, Yisroch, and Avraham. And Eretz Yisrael. So a couple of notes that many of the Bafar should pick up. On number one, that Yaakov is spelled Mala. Yaakov is spelled with a Vav here. Rashi picks up on that, that there are five places that Yaakov is spelled Mala. Elio is, Elio is spelled Chaser. And there was a uh, connection, there's a connection between Yaakov and Elio. That's not for us now. But the major question, and that is, in many, many shuls, this Pasuk is read out loud. Even though the rest of the Tochacha is read quietly. In many shuls, it's read out loud. Because this is a, a little bit of a brach. Hashem says, you know, I have all these curses, but I'm going to remember Avram, Yisrael, and Yaakov. You will not be, Rahman al-Islam, totally decimated. There will always be Jews left. I remember Avram, Yisrael, and Yaakov. 
But it is interesting that it's in the middle of the tochacha. If you say that it's part of the part of the it's a bracha, just stuck in there. You have a couple of more psukim afterwards related to to the to the tochacha to curses as well. Somewhat unusual. And number two is the other question that Rashi deals with, and that is the order. Why is it I'll remember Yaakov, Yitzchak, and Abraham when we usually have the Avos in the opposite order, in the chronological order? So I've given an answer in the past from the Shlach but I saw it this year in the form of the Mashal from the Dubna Magid. Dubna Magid, source number six. Two ideas from Vakaras Shabbos Onik. Two questions, as we just said. Number one, What is this doing here? Oh, to give us a little nechama. But Pashtus doesn't sound that way. Why would you have nechama in the middle? We're not supposed to have nechama here. And why the avos written backwards? Gives a marshal that answers both questions. Two people brought in front of the sh- a judge for Geneva. They both stole Ganavim. So the first person says, "State your name. State your father. State your background." He says it. The judge says, "I know your father." The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You're a Ganav. Your father was a Ganav. And you have a, you have Miyuchas. Miyuchas Ganavim. Velopam Huvalafanadin, he was also in my courtroom a number of times. Gozerani Alecha Onesh Masa Shaloshanim. Three years in jail. Next. That's the first person. Huva Hasheni. Then the second person comes. Vavunis Bakishlomar Shmo, Vashem Aviv. Name, father, background. And the Shofet says, I also knew your father. He was a great Tamachach. Your father was a great Rav. Rav Skadovit Sadik. Four years in jail. Four years in jail. Where's my connections? Where's my where's my Schosavus? Where's my Schosavus? But his father was a Ganov, and he got two three years in jail. I I I should have something working for me. Madhuash Allah, so he says, why? Why are you be more machra than me? Says the Dubna Magid. That's exactly the point. The first guy was a Ganav, and his father was a Ganav. Who was he supposed to learn from? There was no hope. Bami base Ganavim. This was the Chinuch that he had. This is it. What else was he supposed to do? Look who you came from. It's your fault. Look where you came from. And you still were Ganavim? He says, that's, that, that's worse. Says the Dubna Magid. We have all of this Tovacha. And what does it say towards the end? If you didn't have people to learn from, says the Kaddish Baruch Hu, if you didn't have Avos, okay, what can you do? You're, you're to blame, but there's not really any excuse. But now you see you're from, you're not, you're, look at your Avos, and you have Yaakov Avinu, and you're only from Yaakov Avinu, not only your father, your grandfather, not only your grandfather, your great-grandfather, that's why he's backwards, because it's, it's going from the perspective of who we could have learned from. So not each one of them, he says, that's why you get the Onish, that's why you get the Onish, that's the Mashal, and according to this, therefore, we shouldn't lay this plastic out loud.
We should. I mean, everything should be allowed. We're supposed to hear the top of We're not supposed to like uh, hear it in the hush. That's the whole point of uh, of Musa. It has to be clear enough for the tzibur for the tzibur to hear it. But in the usually the balkori starts off even louder, so then he gets to the tochacha. It's uh, in a normal tone. So according to this, it should be uh, in the same normal tone as as the rest of the tochacha. One answer. The other answer I saw just to quickly quote from the Rishmelkomi Nicholsberg, the Nicholsberger. He quotes also why the avos and the seder hafuch. He just quotes a one-liner that the avos, as we know, are, are connected the three amudim. And therefore, in that order is the Zchuyos that are said. Yaakov is Ishtam Yoshevo Halim, is Torah. Yitzchak Avinu is Avoda. Nekar Agami Amizbeach. While Avram Avinu, Achmasas Archim is Chesed. So the Pasuk has it as Torah, Avoda, and Gemilas Chesed. Okay. Next thought to mention, I looked back in the previous years. We have not mentioned this, but this is one of the most basic and maybe discussed Rambans in this week's Parsha, and many are very strongly, this is the Ramban Shita, and many are very strongly, it can't be the Ramban Shita, or we're misunderstanding the Ramban Shita. But this is the well-known Ramban about going to doctors. It's this Ramban. Let's, let's see his words inside. It's on the Pasuk, Perach Avav Pasuk Test, towards the beginning of the Parsha, in the Brachas, in the Brachas, right, right before Shlishi, I will keep my covenant, all the brachas. Vinasati mishkani v'sochachem. Hashem says, I'll put my mishkan amongst you, my base hamigdash. Blow sigal nafshi eschem. I won't be disgusted by you. The pasuk about the brachas. So in there, the Ramban has a much discussed thought. I gave it to you in source number eight. There are two pages before this part of the Ramban, but we're just going to focus on this part. Keep in mind, the Ramban was a doctor. Says the Ramban. As most Rishonim were. Fast, amazing that most Rishonim, the Ramban, the Ramban, the Svarno, many doctors amongst the, the Rishonim. Vahaklal, says the Ramban. And let's read it. This is even before we see it. The Ramban is usually as quoted as saying, one shouldn't go to doctors. That's the Ramban is usually quoted as, as believing that. I, he was a doctor. Okay, that's Akasha. We'll have to see if we can figure out anything that he suggests about it. But let's see what the Ramban says in his own words. When they are complete and many, they are not governed by natural law. Not their physical makeup, not in their land. Nationally or individually. Klal Yisrael are not in the national, in the natural, under the natural realm, as the Gemara says elsewhere, a mazal Yisrael. Ki Hashem Hashem will bless their bread and water, meaning their parnasa. The Yasir Machlo Mikirbam, and it will remove any Machlo Achelo Yitztarchu Lurofe. Until they will not need doctors. And they won't need to go for any well checkups either. No sick sick calls and no well checkups. Kamosha Amak, what do you mean God's our doctor? What do we need doctors for? and you know I'm gonna be objective here because a lot of medicine in my family. And this is what Sadiqim used to do. When there was something that they got sick for, go to a doctor for. I'll go to a prophet. 
Ke'inyin chizkiyo b'chaliyuso. What happened to the Gemara Brachis chizkiyo? Who did he go to? Who gave the visit? He said, yo, anavi! Doctors. V'amar ha'kasav, gam b'chaliyo, lo darash es Hashem, kim b'rofim. Doctor says the Rabban. V'ilo ha'yadavar ha'rofim nahug b'hem, matam sh'yaskir ha'rofim. Ein ha'asham, rak b'avrish lo darash Hashem. Aval hu kasher yomar adam lo'ach ha'ploni, matzah b'chaga matzos ki'im chametz. V'chulu. Aval ha'doresh Hashem benavi lo yidrosh barofim. Those who seek out God, they don't go to doctors. And here's the line: Uma chelak lerofim bebeis osei ritzon Hashem. What chelak did doctors have in the house of those who who follow the word of God? Achas sheheftiach uveirachaslach mechaves beimecha uvatirosi machlebikerbecha. Hashem says, "I'm going to give you bracha." What if I'm giving you a patch? It's a message. Do tshuva. Don't go to a doctor. Maybe to go to, you know, what's good things to eat, not to eat, but to make you better? No. Because other examples from the Gemara, the 22 years that Rabbah was Rosh Hashiva, he never called a blood letter, which was the doctors in those days. Skip a couple of lines. You don't go to doctors, a person gets sick when Hashem wants to give them a punishment. Hashem wants them to get better, they'll get better. After all, he doesn't quote it, but you could say, what about Saras? Where do you go for Saras? You go to a Kohen, you don't go to a doctor. What can I do? They were no Eberfos. So Hashem leaves them. Vizuhi kavanasam ba'amram. Ay! What about the Gemara in Baba Kama? Virapo yirape. You shall surely heal. Mikachinit rishis lorofi larapos. Isn't that the divine license that God gives to doctors to heal? Says the Rabban. Read the, the drasha closely. Lo amrusha nitzna rishis lachola lahisrapos. It doesn't say that a, a sick person has rishis to go to a doctor. It says that if a sick person comes to a doctor, the doctor is allowed to heal them. But who says that the sick person should come to the doctor in the first place? Once he comes, he doesn't go in the ideal way of not going to a doctor. So the doctor doesn't have to forbid himself from healing once the patient presents himself to the doctor. But it doesn't mean that the doctor should go and advertise and go out and heal. Lo mepnei v'chulu, he continues, v'yakein ha'anashim ha'natsim shehiku zehetzeh v'evero v'egrof, yeshala makat tashlumi ha'refua, ki ator lo tismov t'inel ha'nisim kashar amra, ki lo yechel evyon mikare v'aretz, mitaito shekein iya, ava v'rsos ha'shem darke ish, ein lo esik v'rofim. That is right, there's something called one of the five payments, nezek sa'ar ripoy, Repoy is one of the five payments because the person, some people go to doctors. So you have to pay for it. But, you know, Halavai says the Ramban that they shouldn't go to doctors. This is the much discussed Ramban. So some say, okay, take the Ramban at face value. But one might have picked up on little hints here and there how most, I would say 99% of Mepharshim assume that this Ramban is not telling us not to go to doctors. The Ramban is describing a certain time in history. The Ramban is said, talking about Bisman Nevuah. 
Look, how does the Ramban start? What's the first line of the Ramban? The first line, if you look at the Nishmat Avraham, like the Abraham Sefer, he quotes all the Achronim. Look at the first line of the Ramban. Vaklau kibios Yisrael shleimim vehim rabim lo yisnagin yonah b'tavaklau. What's the background of this entire statement of the Ramban? It's at a time when we have Nevi'im. It's at a time when there are nisim gluyim. So maybe at that stage, Rakhash Baruch Hu makes me sick. So that's when I should go to a Navi. The time if Yeshayahu a Navi is here, so maybe God is sending Chizkiyahu Melech a message. But normally, chas v'shal. It's a mitzvah to go to a doctor. It's a chiyiv to go to a doctor. And if somebody doesn't want to go to a doctor, the halacha is we force them. We can bring them and schlep them to a doctor. I just gave you one example of one of the achronim. It says Rebbe Yosef in Zorah 9, Yechavadas. He quotes some earlier achronim that relate based on this Ramban. And there are other we showed him also. There's an Eben Ezra that says maybe it can be Mechal, Eben Ezra and Tehillim. Maybe there's a difference between sicknesses that come from man, divi- divinely inflicted and humanly inflicted um, wounds. Ravad Yosef and all the other Achronim say that chas v'shalom. We 100% have a chiv to go to a doctor besides not just that a doctor has a chiv to heal, but there's a chiv for the patient to go to the doctor. Ulam b'mechilas kvot tarasam Ravad says b'mechilas kvot of all the great Achronim who stood before me dvereim tamuim even if I'm sick, I don't have to ask a doctor. And then he quotes on line seven. When we don't have nevuah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us refuah in order to live at times when there's no miracles. There's no, we don't live at a, at a time of openly divine miracles. Even a thousand years ago, in the time of the Rambam. Read the Rambam and Ilchaz Deus. Right? It's, 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 that's the world we live in. V'afilu, skipping line 13, if somebody, even if somebody has an inner sickness, which obviously came from God, did not come from anybody else, so then, still, we have to go to a doctor. And even if you want to say, oh, he quotes that my Eben Ezra, it says, Even if you want to say the Eben Ezra wouldn't agree, Don't rely on one Eben Ezra against all the poskim that say, obviously, we have to be knowing B'derech HaTeva, and Pashtus is, even the Ramban would agree to this. That's the Pashtus. If you read the Ramban in... in um, the larger scheme of things, and if you read the, the previous two pages also, but even the part that we read, it's pretty clear that it's only, it's only the set, uh, at a time, Bisman Hanavua and Bisman, excuse me, Bisman Gilushchina. Okay, so we have that Ramban on the table, and we dealt with it. Post Tochacha, Perach of Zion, Pasik Gimel. Perach of Zion, Pasik Gimel. So we have a lot of nitty gritty halachas now brought up here. In terms of sales, in terms of Beis Hamikdash, so the first discussion is the discussion of Erechin. It's a whole masechta about this discussion. Erechin. By Dabar Hashem Moshe Leimor, Daber of Perach of Zayin, Daber of Bnei Yisrael by Martal Lehem. Hashem says to Moshe, Tell Bnei Yisrael the following: Ishki Yifuafli Neder Be'erkocha Nefashos Hashem. Everybody has an Erech, depending on gender and age. Erech means a value. If I say I want to give 
so and so's Arab to the base of Megdash, depending on ve- on age and gender, that'll determine how much I have to give. Doesn't matter, you know, who they are, age and gender. That's it, right? That's that's the everybody has an Arab, right? From twenty to sixty is one Arab uh, for a male, for a female. From five to twenty is another Arab. From one month to five is another Arab. From sixty and above is another Arab. Male, female, everybody has an Arab. Fixed value. The Gemara points out, and Rashi even says as well, Rashi says as well, he quotes this, that this is different than the concept of Dhamim. If I say, for example, Dhamay Ruvain Alai, so then I figure out how much Ruvain would be worth as a servant. Erech Ruvain Alai, Erechin are fixed. That's the Torah Lissuf in, this, in, this, uh, in Hamishi, in Ravi. Dhamim Alai, the Mishnayas and Erechin discuss this. Everybody has a certain value. Demay alai, demay ruben alai. Depends on each person. Somebody's very strong, somebody's weaker, smarter. Says Rav Moshe, what's the message of Erechin and Damim? Source number 10. Inyan Erechin shu davar katsuf. Vinyan Damim shu kafiyashivui. Nira, says Rav Moshe. Dahoreinu bazeh, what do we learn from this? Sheyesh madrega hakavua la'adam. There is one level in life that is set for us. There is one level in life that is automatic for us. Based on our background, based on what we are given, based on everything except for what we do. That's our Erech. That's the base level of what we can achieve in life and what we will automatically achieve if we don't do anything. That's every, my, our Erech. But says her Moshe, then we each have a dummy also. A personal. But then there's the dummim, there's the personal value, there's the personal level that we could each reach. That could be better or worse, depending on what we do. For, to get to our Erech, that's easy. That's basically what's given to us. That's our set situation that without working hard, that's what we get to. But that's not what life's about. Life's not about, says Ramosha, getting to our Erech. Life's about fulfilling our Dhamim. Our personal value, Takarish Baruch Hu, that we could achieve. Way beyond the Erech, which is the minimum. Yoser Yoser. Even though it's hard work. But Enodome, the potential that we could fulfill. As he quotes the Gemara in Chagiga, the difference between learning something a hundred times and a hundred and one times, says Ramosha, we have to realize the goal of life is not the Erech. Because that's automatic. That's what's given to us based on our family, based on our situation. The goal of life is the Damim. The goal of life is fulfilling everything that we could fulfill. And this is what the Rambam says. He doesn't quote the Rambam. But the Rambam that we've quoted in the past, source number 11. It's an important Rambam to review over and over again. The middle of Hilchus Shuvah. The Rambam writes, Rishus l'kaladam nesuna. Everybody has Rishus in life. Rishus doesn't mean permission. Here it means choice. Everybody in life has choice. Every single day when we wake up, every situation in life, there is nothing dictated for us. To put it in Rav Moshe's words, only the Erech is dictated for us. 
But the Dhamim is not. The Dhamim is for us to, to fulfill. If somebody wants to turn themselves to become a tzaddik at any age and in, in any stage in life, in school, post-school, at work, middle age, old age, young age, any stage, the Rambam says, the Rishus is biyadi. I have the power in all areas. I skip a couple of words. Man is the only creature in the universe that has this ability. The animals do not have this ability. The angels don't have this ability. In all of the trillions and infinite number of beings that God created, there's only one that has free choice. Only one. And that's us. There is not another species in all the universes that has free choice. There's nobody preventing. There's no peer pressure. There's no any outside forces. That's why God had to Remove, remove Adam from Gan Eden. Because then he would he knew Tov and Ra'ah and he, he couldn't survive in that situation. Everybody, this is the, we, everybody has and we are the only creature that has the ability to have the Domin. Not just the Erech. And the Rabbim repeats it again unless, in case we missed it in the first Halacha. Al Ya'avor Don't think this that I know many people think. What many non-Jews and Jews think. That a person is, it's decreed what a person is going to be. What some people call the doctrine of original sin. Right? It's, well, we're, we're going to be here. Right? We're going to choose badly. That's just, that's what there is. Says the Rambam. Says Rav Moshe. Say the two Rav Moshe's. Ain Adavar Cain. Elakal Adam Sadik. We can reach the levels of Moshe and as many of the Bali Musar say. What does that mean? It's one of the Animamas. We can't be like Moshe. In fulfilling our Dhamim, we could be like Moshe. That's what it could be. Wise or foolish or compassionate. We might feel like we're not compassionate enough. We might feel like there's a certain part of our personality that I'm a type blank personality. Says the Rambam, we could change it. We could channel it. We could channel who we are. There's nobody pulling us. Sometimes it's hard work. Rabbi Saul Salanter said, it's harder to change one Midah than to learn all of Shas. All of Shas. That's pretty hard. right? Pretty hard. Seven and a half years if you don't miss a day. If you don't miss a day. And that's what he says. Learn Shas is probably more than Dafyomi. Right, this is probably serious stuff, Yomi. So set one Mida is harder than that. So it's hard work, but it's in our power. Now we talk about Amelus. And this is what Yomi says in Echo. It doesn't come out from God, it comes out from us. And skip to the next halacha. The Dover Zeh Iker Gadol Huvu Amid HaTorah Bahamitzvah. This is an Iker in the Amud of Torah. Shenamar, as it says at the end, Re'ein Asadu Lefanecha Zachayim, Asayim, 
I know that the brachas are in your rishus. Why is the Rambam emphasizing this over and over again? Because this is a major tenet of our faith that we always have to realize. Sometimes we think we're set in our ways in how we deal with our spouse and how we deal with our children and how we deal with our co-workers and how we deal with our learning in anything. We feel like we're stuck. This is who we are. Says the Rambam, no. Says Rav Moshe. Jump from the Erech. We could go to the Damim. That's the message of the Parshas of Erechin and Damim. Okay, moving right along. Two more halachas. Two more mitzvahs. Towards the end of Bechukosai, the first part of Bechukosai, not too many mitzvahs. It's all just about brachas and klalas, and then a, a bunch of mitzvahs that are, that are uh, grouped together in the end. So first we have Pasuk Tes. V'im behema sheyekribu mimeno karbam Hashem kol hasheyitin mimeno Hashem yekodesh. Somebody has an animal as a carbon, you have to give it to as a carbon. Everything that's given to Hashem should be a carbon. What does that mean? It says the Torah lo yachlifenu velo yamir osotov bara oravatov. This is known as the iser of Timura, the iser of substitution. If I go to my backyard and I designate a cow, even less, let's say I designate a sheep. I say, this sheep is going to the base of Mikdash. It's going to be a carbon. And then you know what? I want to change it. I want to give a different animal. Even a bigger one. Even a better one. The Allah is, now let it change. It's an Isidaraisa, and if I try to change it, both are Kadosh. Right? Both. There's an Isidaraisa of Tamura trying to change it, and if I do change it, now, double whammy, they're both Kadosh. That's the Isra of Tamura, trying to substitute a carbon for another carbon. So, what's the message of this mitzvah? Because the halacha is, even if I, it's like a low plug, even if I want to try to give a better animal. Two ideas from the Rishon. First from the Sefer HaChinuch. Source number 12. Mishar Shia Mitzvah. We're not up to this in the Mitzvah Shia. Those of you who listen, we're towards the beginning of Ayikra, but this is at the end. Mishar Shia Mitzvah. Sharatza Hashem Baruch Hu Lahatil Mora Belev B'nai Adam B'chalun Yanei Hektish. This mitzvah is similar to other mitzvahs. And that is Hashem wants to create a certain awe about anything to do with the Beis HaMikdash. Kamosha Kasafti B'vidyin HaBais HaKadosh V'Kerov Like I already wrote in Shrum HaTzadikei that the Beis HaMikdash's purpose is to be an inspirational place for anybody to go to. And we can be awed. Tosas and Baba Basra says that we used to go to the base of Mikdash and see the Kohanim and Leviyim being so medactic about every detail of the Halacha, and that itself would inspire us. That itself, when we see such a beautiful array of, of workers being so exact, and the messages of every detail... So the entire Beis HaMikdash is supposed to be that and anything related to the Beis HaMikdash. Look there, says the Chinuch, in my earlier piece where I wrote about the Beis HaMikdash. This is part of that world. In order to set in our hearts this awe, this is, this is a carbon, don't fool around. If I always know that I can switch it, I can get out of it, I wouldn't take it as seriously. I wouldn't treat it with such, with such trepidation. This is carbon forever. There's no getting out of it. Since I sanctified it, that's it. I'm not going to try to switch it. If I try to switch it, both. 
Because this is this is based on Migdash property. This is hectish. This is carbon. Don't try to don't try to mess around with this. So according to the Chinuch, this mitzvah has to do with other. There's a mitzvah daraisa, more Migdash. There are other mitzvahs related. The whole base of Migdash, all the karbanis. So the Chinuch has this part of that part of that framework. The Rambam though has another message. The last Rambam in Hilchus Tmura, which is also the last Rambam in Sefer Karbanos. In the Rambam's 14 books, usually the last halacha of every book is some dvar machshava. Some dvar machshava, some dvar musr. So this is the last halacha in, Hilchus Kar- in uh, Sefer Karbanos. Says the Rambam, Yireli. And Yireli always means the Rambam is writing something from his own without a source. Right? This is what he thinks. Yireli. Shezesh Amar HaKasuv. That which the Pasuk says, that if you try to do Tmur, there's an Avera, and if you did, they're both Kodesh. It's the same idea as if I try to give something to the Beis HaMikdash and then redeem it, I have to pay more for it than it's really worth. What's the message? Yarda Torah L'Sof Machsheves Adam. Fixas Yitzro Hara says the Rambam, the Torah knows us better than we know ourselves. The Torah knows that many times we are ready to commit to something. We're ready, we make a decision. I'm going to do this. I'm going to give this to Tzedakah. I'm going to start this. We all have great hopes and we commit. And then a little while later, the inspiration wears off. And a little while later, we don't feel the same. As we wanted, as we as we had earlier, and we hear a great drasha or a speech or a whatever it is, inspirational words, and we really want to do something. As time goes on, we don't feel it as much. We want to give a carbon, but then the next day, do I really want to give this carbon? Maybe this, maybe that. The isra of tamura is about losing feelings. That's the message of tamura. It's natural to keep our assets and keep our property and always change our minds. The and even though a person was makdashit after maybe he's going to want to retract, or let's say he was makdash something, something else, the other mitzvah that he related to. Kodesh Baruch Hu says, you want, you want to take it back from the base of Mikdash? you got to pay more. You want to make this a carbon? No way. You made this a carbon already. You want to switch it? There's no turning back. Kodesh Baruch Hu wants us to internalize the message of keep the feelings. Keep the inspiration. You did it, don't go back on the feelings. Don't go back on what you did. Says the Rambam, even if it's a better animal, because the message has to be clear. Lefichach, he says... Uh, first wide line. We'll always come up with with uh, explanations and defenses. Says the Torah, no. This is the mitzvah. Tzmur is the mitzvah of not losing the feelings of inspiration. And all of these, says the Rambam, all mitzvahs, are to help us perfect our religious personality. And he has a beautiful line. The rov dine ha-Torah, the majority of the laws of the Torah, einon ela, they are only etzos meirachok. They're advice from afar. Migadol ha from the great advisor. L'sakein ha-deos, 
Uliyasha Kalamasim. Should know that line by heart. Rov Dinia Torah Ainan Eitzos Me Rachok Me Godol Ha Eitza Lesakin Adeus Uliyasha Kalamasim. Mitzvahs are to perfect us. And we have to learn the messages for the mitzvahs. There's a mitzvah we don't understand. We have to try to do our best to internalize the messages to the best of our abilities. That's the Isra of Tamura, according to the Sefer HaChinuch and according to the Rambam. Let's make sure to keep the feelings of inspiration that we have throughout our lives when we commit to do something. One final point, which I mentioned many times in the Daf Shir, but I did not mention it in the Bechukosai Shir, I don't think, in my notes. So I'll mention it now. From Rav Palm. The last mitzvah, I think, the last, later in the, in the parsha, all the way towards the end, we have the mitzvah of Meiser Behema. Meiser Behema. Pasuk says, by Maftir. Meiser Behema, anything from cattle and sheep that goes under the staff. The tenth shall be holy to Hashem. What does it mean, the tenth? So Rashi quotes from the Gemara. The way that we give Meiser Behema is... We have a little hole in our fence and we let the sheep go through. One, two, three, four. When we get to number 10, we take a stick, we dab the 10th one with a red paint so we know which ones, even though they get mixed up, we know which one is the meiser. Asks Rapam. Rapam quotes this from Rablazer Gordon, the Rashivan tells. Says, Ask Rapam, why such an unusual way of, of giving 10% of our, of our sheep? Wouldn't it be easier to count up all our sheep, 100 sheep, and give 10 of them? To go through this whole process, one, two, three, four, ten, okay, this one is one easier. A thousand sheep, give a hundred. Just figure it out, percentages. It's much more tedious, much more time-consuming, and, and I'm almost just going through this whole, putting it through the, through the, through the door. Says Rav Pan, again, what's the message of the halacha? Sometimes it's hard to give ten percent. Not so easy. Right, you have a hundred, you have, 100, you have to give ten. So Rav Pan says, this is what the Torah wants you to do. One for me, two for me, three for me, four for me, nine for me! Okay, one for Akadosh Baruch. One for me, two for me, three for me. This is a way to instill in us really how much we have. To just say to give 10%, that seems like a lot. Cesar Pam Meiser Behema is done in a way where we appreciate and we are forced to appreciate what we have. After a while, still we see where it's underlined. The owner will even feel a bit ashamed at taking so much for himself. At giving so- nine for me and only one for God? Oh, that's, that's not fair. You should get more. That will motivate him to separate the miser with a joyful heart in gratitude for how much he himself has. There are people who find it difficult in the bottom to be charitable and share their good fortune with the needy by contemplating the many blessings that they have. It wouldn't be so hard. We have to realize how much do we have and how much we are giving. That's Meister Behema, specifically in, uh, in the way that Chazal demanded it. Just to finish off with a story that I've heard before, I also saw it in Rabbi, Rabbi Riskin's uh, new Sefer, Listening to God, it was also quoted that whenever it happened, it happened at some point uh, from the Kleisenberger Rebbe. One time the Kleisenberger Rebbe is partially B'chukosai. And as we mentioned before, the Minog is to read the Tovacha a little bit lower and faster. And one time the the, uh, the shul was, the, the Balkar was reading, and the Kleisenberger, right when the Balkari started reading low, the, the Kleisenberger stopped him and said, no, no, heifer, heifer, louder. Balkari didn't know what, what the, the Rebbe was doing. So he continues reading. He didn't, and then he stopped him again. No, louder, 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 loud and slow. The Kleisenberger Rebbe says it. Again, some say the story happened in Europe, some say it happened in America, wherever it happened. But he said, no, loud, slow. 
Bakari says, this is what the Rebbe said, this is what I do. So he read it louder and slower. After, after the landing, the Rebbe gave a clap and said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We read the Tovcha loud and slow because it's all been Mekuyim already. It was all Mekuyim. We wanted to read it very slowly to make sure you heard that, that it's all been Mekuyim. Now we're just waiting for the Brachas. We're waiting for the Brachas. The Tovcha, the Tovcha is finished at the Kleisenberger Rebbe. Kleisol has been through the Tovcha. Now we're waiting for the Brachas. You hear it's own that this should be the last time that we, not the last time we read it, it's Torah. The Tochacha has been fulfilled in Jewish history. So we're waiting for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to shower us with the brachas that he has promised us.